What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Dope is what flows in this fam's DNA. Dope is what flows in this fam's DNA. What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dope Interviews brought to you by 19 Media Group. I'm your host, Warren Shaw, and we are back all swagged out with actor, writer, musician, and all-around good dude, Mac Wilds. My dude, how you feeling, family? Feeling good, man. Feeling great. Uh, you know, especially I just got out of the gym, so it's like the after effects of the gym. I'm, I'm, I'm on a hunt right now. It's amazing. Oh, the endorphins, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I feel uh, you. Yeah. On a personal note, right, things are really bubbling for you right now. You're on Broadway. You got music coming out. I, I mean, I even I even got a message from another, I guess, one of your colleagues, Greg Callie, about another project you were in as well, too. I was like, yo, this dude is everywhere. Just how yeah, are you man. feeling with everything that's happening and, why, and being just being so busy? Whew, man, uh, you know, it, it's it's just it just uh, we have an amazing team, first and foremost, that we are able to kind of map everything out the right way. And right. then, you know, it, I always see this little quote that everybody kind of puts, like says all of that stuff. You know, you disappear for six months, do the hard work and watch six months later, everything that you want will start to happen. So literally the last, during the quarantine is when we sat down, we buckled down, we started working on all of these different projects at the same time. And it's weird, uncanny timing, but you know, everything is just dropping perfectly at this at you know it's god's timing a lot of this stuff we didn't even plan i swear not we there's no way that we could have planned all of this at one time but literally just back to back to back just from sitting back you know sharpening your tools getting ready making sure you're doing the best work that you possibly can do and just getting ready to show the world what you what 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 power you possess lessons right i mean that's what it's all about man so congrats to you and on and all that a few weeks ago, I spoke to, you know, a colleague of yours on the Swagger show, spoke to O'Shea. And one of my Ooh, questions for him, the God, uh-huh. you know, he's, he's an amazing dude. He's an amazing dude and always keeps it light and, you know, super humble the whole nine. And I asked him and he kind of tripped me out as well, too, because he's a big Lakers fan. I'm a Celtics fan. So we kind of got off to, off to our rocky start. You know, <laughs> but we good money now. So don't, don't stress it. I cool. asked him. What was the swaggiest thing he's ever done, like, in his life? So I'm going to ask you the same question. In your time, like, what, what do you think has been – when was Mac Wallace the most swagged out? Man, uh, the most swagged out, I think – man, I, it, had to, it had to have been just something, something regarding my daughter, man. Like, I, I, that's, to me – for me, that's when I felt like the most swaggiest. Besides, you know, all of the stuff that I did when I was a kid, there's there's no greater feeling than, you know, being able to, you know, my little one goes into a bookstore. She loves books, loves books. So she'll go into the bookstore, run around, and she'll grab two 
three, four, five things. And it's like, dad, I want all of these things. You know, she doesn't really say it, but you can tell that's what she, that's what she wants. And just being able to be like, all right, babe, just put it up on the table and then you got it. And just the feeling that she gets from her, her mom being like, oh my God, she's going to be so happy. She's going to be <laughs> quiet for a couple of minutes. Oh my God, thank you. It's just a overall an amazing feeling, man. That's what's up. Parenthood is, it is an amazing thing. And it's something that we're definitely going to touch on here a little bit too, when it comes to the, to the Swagger series specifically. So let's transition there. You know, number one, mm-hmm. uh, you're certainly not an actor who's typecasted, right? You played all kinds of different roles. You know what I mean? Yes. Even this last thing I saw when, when Greg reached out, I was like, yo, my man's hair is colored different. I was like, like, like he'd be doing the most in, in, in a good way. What, what uh-huh. drew you to this role with Swagger on Apple TV, fam? Um, I, one of the main things were just the, the dynamic of the character. You know, being a, being a young Black man, in a battle with himself, you know, you're battling with your, he's battling with himself versus his own self-interests. So seeing somebody with that fire, with that, with that fight constantly against himself, and it kind of makes him the villain of the story. It, it was very interesting. Then on you add on top of that, it is Kevin Durant, who's one of my homeboys. It is Reggie Rock Bywood, who is my mentor, my big homie, who it, then you got, you know, Brian Grazer and the whole Imagine team, and then CBS jumps on board, and then Apple TV Plus jumps on board. It's like, I'd be crazy to say no. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, you swagged on me right there a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's good. It's good. It's cool. I- it's a role as a sneaker executive, right? So like, you know what I mean? I know a lot of people are like method actors and like that. Did you talk to any reps from, well, this is KD, so we'll keep it. Did you talk to any reps from Nike? You know what I mean? And, and what it's like to kind of be an executive in that space? Not necessarily Nike. Um, yeah, not necessarily Nike. I did a lot of research on, on different sneaker executives. Uh, one, one main one being like Sonny Vaccaro, the guy who yeah. kind of facilitated the sneaker deal with Jordan, with Nike, with uh, Adidas, with Kobe, et cetera, et cetera. He was like that guy who was able to really spark what is now the sneaker fandom of it all, creating these uh, sneaker brands for basketball players bef- bef- before they even had them. So Seeing his, seeing his story, the, how a lot of the how a lot of the conversations aren't held in boardrooms. They're, they're held behind closed doors. You know, it's different. It, it, it's a different type of vibe that you get from these guys who are the ones that are creating the the, the brands that we all know and love today. Uh, so th- seeing, reading, seeing, reading all of that stuff, and then talking to just different executives who I felt have, are in great places, are, are in very high places that, you know, just asking them the battles that they had to deal with, yeah. with their, their, their morals versus their self-interests, trying to figure out where that battle happens and, and how does it feel so that I'm getting into their into the skin the correct way. So that was that was what I did mostly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a complex, complex situation. And Swagger obviously touches on a lot of different topics throughout the course of the series. But as a mm-hmm. sneaker executive, um, and I liken it maybe even to being like an agent as well, too. Like you have just, there's just a lot of stuff, 
you know, like you have to swallow, you know, for the sake of your company, but then that moral aspect is you know, like, you're always kind of towing that line and kind of what's right and what's wrong. Um, especially, especially when you deal with kids, like that's like even yep. a layer to it as well too. Like it's one thing you do with grown adults and like, all right, if you, excuse my French, you F somebody over, <laughs> it's cool, but yeah, it's di- no yeah, kids, it's man. different. Yeah, man. <laughs> so that, that was a, that was the biggest, that was one of the biggest things for me just to kind of, uh, just to, just to be able to play around with and 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 see where where does where does he often you know I think every episode is different right I think every episode you kind of get a chance to see where he lands and then his excuse for it you know what I'm saying yeah I, I think that's perfectly said ironically yeah. mm-hmm. I mean you, you, everybody justifies things kind of in their own head if you will too so and again it's like oh one person will say well that's my reason and another like nah bro that's your excuse and again those exactly. two things are not, are, are not the same uh mm-hmm. I want to talk about like again like this kind of faux pas world if you will you know gladiators right <laughs> so like yeah you know, I mean it's a wild it's a wild thing so are you a sneakerhead in some aspects? And yo, when I, when can I get a pair of those limited edition gladiators? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yes. I first question. I am absolutely a sneakerhead. Been a sneakerhead since I was a kid. Uh, started my collection when I was about like 15, 14, 15. Mm. and it started just trying to collect all of the different Air Force ones. I was I loved. I think at that time it was like 2000, like the heyday of AF ones was really like between 2005 for me, yeah. 2005 to like 2008 or nine. That and that's when I started branching out into other sneakers and stuff. Of course, you know the retro Jordans were always staples, but the things that I was like always looking for were the different types of. AF ones, you know, the the Black History Mumps, the the Tokyo special edition joints, like all of these different that, that was my that was my thing, man. Um but it but uh it's it's funny now because even now there's a lot of sneakers that I, I see and the game is so different now, man. You know, it's not it's no longer waiting in line or you know the guy at the sneaker store or something like that. It's really like if, if yeah, it's it's a lot. It's different. So there'd be times where I want to press the button on sneaker on the sneakers app and be like, I ain't gonna get these anyway. It doesn't even make sense. Doesn't even make sense. <laughs> the discipline. <laughs> I mean, the it's dis- gotta be different. Discipline. I, I I try to I try to just justify it in my head, like you know, Tristan's gonna need something. Yeah, there's no point in spending 150 hundred dollars on these shoes. You know, Tr- Tristan's gonna need something. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. See, <laughs> look at those priorities, fam. I, I, I'm rocking with you. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. It, it is an everyday battle. <laughs> it's an everyday <laughs> battle. Trust me. Uh, we're chatting with Mac Wilds here on Dope Interviews. Make sure you're following him on social at Mac Wilds. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Warren Shaw here. And when I bet, I bet at my bookie. Go to my bookie and they will double your first deposit. Use my promo code at my bookie, and my promo code is dope. That's D O P E, dope for dope interviews, of course. And you can claim that deposit bonus here today. A lot of people think about my bookie and think it's only about sports. And let me tell you, it is not. They have prop bets that you can utilize for movies, politics, and even current events. 
if you have a friend, even better. You can use your referral link after you use my promo code, of course, and use that referral link to send to your friends and you can receive up to 250% additional bonus dollars from my bookie. That's my bookie using my promo code D-O-P-E, dope, and you claim your deposit bonus here today. Bet anywhere, bet anytime, bet all the time at my bookie using my promo code and we're back here on Dope Interviews, brought to you by 19 Media Group, picking up the conversation with my guy, Mac Wild. It's been a great, great time so far. So I want to ask this question, you know, so talking about Swagger and the series that you're in as well, too. Did you hoop? Did you hoop growing up? Man, I didn't. I definitely <laughs> did. It's so funny, right? Uh, even right now on the play that I'm doing, uh, Thoughts of a Colored Man, the character that I'm playing was an, uh, an old basketball player. And I, I started to ask my team, like, yo, is there something about me that makes y'all feel like I can play ball? Because I really can't. Like, that, it, it's not my thing. It's, I, I, mind you, I love, love the game. basketball. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I think the reason why I love it the way that I do and the reason I didn't play it are one and the same. My older brother, who I idolized growing up, he played ball. I played every other sport besides ball just because he was the ball player played football played baseball soccer wrestling boxing lacrosse I did hot like field hockey every now and yo I played every other sport besides basketball just because my older brother was doing it that's wild (laughs) that's actually really really wild so I mean let me just ranch off really quick so of those other sports what was your favorite sport that you played it would have to be between football and and boxing. I think there's like a there's a certain there's a certain science to boxing that a lot of people you know they call it the sweet science, but there's like it, it's it's like playing chess. You know, it's not just knock somebody's head off, which you can do if that's you know that could be your strategy, but you get winded really fast. Somebody tag you up a couple times. You always get knocked down with the punch that you don't see. So it, it's a it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful like uh, if done right. Yeah, boxing is like a dance. It's 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 man. Yeah, boxing was always and football. You know, football of course because it's not just about how fast you are. There are there's a lot of guys that I know that are really really fast that don't know how to stop on a dime and juke there's just so much there's so much that goes into into football as well that uh it it just those two those two always stand out to me for sure i mean in all those sports like you said like there's a cerebral aspect in all sports there's a cerebral aspect that you have Mm -hmm. to do regularly you know to kind of be the best you can be even taking it back to the series itself too i think the people the writers of this they were very cerebral in their approach to this and I want to ask you kind of what did you learn about the basketball community, more importantly, the youth basketball community through your role and, and playing in this series? Because there's some shady, some shady ish going on down when it comes to this, you know what I mean? And coaches and, you know, poaching players and the whole situation, just kind of what was your, your, your knowledge base when it came to this, to the series? I mean, I guess I knew, I, I knew like surface level stuff about, about the entire grassroots program I had a few friends who played in AAU and things of that nature, but it wasn't, it wasn't until we did the show that I really start to grasp, especially nowadays, you know, with the, with the boom of social media and things, the pressures that we put on these kids at such a young age, 
a lot of these kids are 14, 15 years old, first year of high school, or if maybe not even in high school yet. And we are placing pressure upon them, especially, like I said, now with the social media boom, the, the Mikeys, the Bronny Jameses, the Zayers, like all of these young cats that we see will be, you know, if they have a bad game, just like the, you know, the, their, the older guys that are in the NBA will be in their comments talking about you suck, you're a bum, whatever, whatever. And they have to deal with that. And they haven't even gone through calculus yet. They haven't gone through their first, like they haven't gone on their first dates and all of like, it's, it's just, it's a lot to put on the mind of a kid that's still trying to navigate through high school. And then on top of it, trying to navigate being a young black man. It's, it's, it's a lot. And I think it wasn't until I did the show that I started to realize that that pressure, I was one of those guys. I was definitely one of those guys online that I was like, man, come on, you could have did better than that, but not realizing like, maybe he had a, maybe he had a bad game because he had a bad test score and he was mad about like, there's so many different things. And and these kids aren't getting paid for this. You know, these kids aren't getting they just started the 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 um the nil rule for kids like and then that's for college kids it's it's tricky man it's tricky nah Nah, i mean you touched on something really poignant there at least in my opinion um you know my wife always says um hey they're just uh they're just babies (laughs) you know what i mean they're still learning how to grow up themselves and faced with all of these very tough tough challenges you know, I don't want to give you any spoilers, but obviously mm-hmm. there's an episode in which, you know, you're pretty involved. People go through some things that you weren't aware of, your character wasn't aware of. And that's kind of yeah. exactly to what you're speaking to kind of like right now. Like you just kind of get caught up in like, hey, I see them. They're here now. They're playing this game, but not understanding that there's life off, off of the court and real life, <laughs> real things, real issues. Real life, real things. Yeah. are dealing with for sure. One of the things in the series that, that strikes me is kind of the parental inf- influence. And we've talked a little bit about that as, as, through, as we've gone through this interview. And mm-hmm. like your dad in real life, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's probably your pride, pride, most proudest thing right now, right? Yeah. And yeah. as I'm watching the series, I see the parental influence as something that is sometimes you see very much like, hey, as a parent, this is my influence on my child. And then there's also like the subconscious influence that you don't realize you have sometimes as a parent. You don't realize that you're maybe projecting on them in some aspects as well, Mm -hmm. too. So I think that's portrayed very, very well in the series if if you're paying attention. Just what do you think, you know, as as a dad, I mean, obviously your child is younger and something like that as well, too. But just in general, what do you think parents can do to kind of get their message across and to be more in touch with what their, what their children are going through in, in a time like this, especially when it comes to youth basketball or whatever it is that they may be most invested in. The biggest thing that any, honestly, any of us can do, all of us can do. We ask questions and then we listen. You know, I think the biggest part of communication that a lot of people miss out on is, is the listening part. Mm. We often just get angry and frustrated about what we feel needs to happen or how we think things need to go. And we, especially for kids, we start to, we start to t- dictate to them versus treating them or giving them the space and the grace to, to, to be human and, and be like, yo, just let me, what are you feeling right now? What's going on? 
Like, where are you? So that I, I can meet you there and then we can figure, we can go from there. I, 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 know, I know as a child growing up, I didn't get it often. And I know generations before me didn't get it often. So it's, it's one of those things that I think now, now that we have the know-how to do so, it's time to do that. Like if, the, if, if you do see a kid not doing as well or whatever it is, instead of beating them down, which doesn't help, try to figure out what the problem is and, and work on that problem. Like that's what that, I feel like that should be the solution. I love it. I love it. I mean, we're definitely in a space where we need to be more in touch and in tap with what people are feeling. And obviously our kids, our own flesh and blood, but even if you adopted or what the case be, if you're taking care of young mm-hmm. people, tap in, like truly tap in and don't just dictate. I think it's weird because like maybe in some ways gone are the days in some aspects, hey, do it because I told you so. Kids now are going to yeah. ask us why. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're going to know the why behind things. And I think maybe as, as a parent, we have a, we have a due, duty and due diligence to kind of give them that why in a lot of ways as well, too. Um, I agree. Favorite character on the show outside of yourself? Ooh. Favorite character on the show? Uh, I'd say Jace. I, I mean, I, I, I actually, no. It's, um, it's, uh, it's Jace's mom. Yo, Chanel brings, brings a certain, an, an energy, an energy to that character. When I tell you, she is like every strip moms I ever met in my life. Boy, right. <laughs> like, I think, I think, I think it was last episode, Jace, you know, he looks into the crowd and she's uh, like, everybody's telling him, you know, you got to play with a, with a, with a teammate's mindset. You got to be passing the ball and all of that. And he looks at his mom and she looks at him with that straight look and she's like, take over. <laughs> you better do what I, I said, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, I'm a Carson. Yeah, no, she's dope. She's dope. She, she acts so amazingly in that. And, and she's a flawed character on top of it as well, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, not afraid to kind of bring that out as well, too. I love it as well. What does the future hold for your character, um, you know, in, in the series, bro? Or what would you like it to, um, you know, what's the arc? Like, what's the arc for, for Lonzo? I think, I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be a time where he realizes the error of his ways and tries to, to make up for some of his wrongdoing. But I think ultimately we'll see at the end if it's too little too late. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I haven't finished it just yet. I was telling the folks, I was like, I'm at the very, very tail end. I'm like, I'm on episode nine. So I'm anxious to see how it works out. But man, that's all the time we have for today. My guy, Mac Wilds, you've been amazing. Please, please, please check out Swagger on Apple TV. Don't be, you know, borrowing your friend's password. Go ahead and tap <laughs> in and watch that joint for my guy, Mac Wilds. New music coming out as well too, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, today, uh, whenever this drops, the song will hopefully be out by then. And that me, and if this, you hear this, the new song, that means the album is on the way. So, yeah, swagged out. That's it, yes, my sir. guy, Mac Wallace. Make sure you follow him on all social media outlets. Please rate, review, subscribe the whole nine to Dope Interviews. I'm your host, Warren Shaw, and this has been another Dope Interview. We thank you so much, and we'll catch you next time.
together we stand, divided we never, the vision is one, striving for the better, working as a team, working toward a dream, it's not even work when the team is the dream, on a united front, we got our own back, a band of brothers to counteract any attack, one heart in fact, forget what the blood say, dope is what flows in this fam's DNA, so let's do it for the love, give to the max, listen to opinion but react to facts, and remember that together with a sh- but separate, just pieces of it. Shoot, no. Dope is what flows in this fam's DNA. Dope is what flows in this fam's DNA. Family represent like a tree with names on it. We're free, no chains on it. Relieved, the pain's gone, I can see. We come together like questions on the quiz. Mojo flow and viz, man, you know what it is. And if ignorance is bliss, you're gonna hate this lesson. Organized intellect like a tropical depression. My symbol is the cross, a mic, and ghost peppers. Cause I'm just a black sheep growing up to be a shepherd. Moonlighting as a weapon to protect the children. Every brother is a father, dynasties we're building. Max, J, and K, Bay, Bay, and Isaiah, next level of the family foundation, understand me? Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.